Hello and welcome to the final episode of Toasted Fiction Theatre. Yep, that's right, this is the last episode of Toasted Fiction Theatre. It's called Full Stop, written by myself, Christopher Patrick, performed by Colin Little, Hazel Ann Crawford, Kirsty Strain and Charlie Graham. Enjoy! Look at this place, eh? Never did make it the house you wanted. This attic's just a dumping ground. You used to say... You always wanted to make it a wee getaway from us. Like a, like a wee holiday home in our own house. A wee corner for you to paint and stuff. A wee corner for me to make a noise in the guitar or... Read a book. Yeah. I say read a book. You know, I only like the ones with the pictures in it anyway. <laughs> Aye. You wanted this place to be special. A couple of wicker chairs over by the window and a, a wee balcony, our only slice of Paris. Always thought we'd have the time to do it. Maybe, maybe I still will, eh? Make a wee balcony. And push your sister and the rest of your family right off it. <laughs> Cheers for that, by the way. They've been living here for a week. And already I'm thinking that Marlene wouldn't be half bad. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, I came up here to get some space and be alone for a while. I can't believe that I've got to come up to the shitty attic in my own house to get away from you people. I just want to stop thinking about the funeral for one minute. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. Well, that's a fine way to greet your loving sister. Sorry. I uh, thought you were one of them. What, that sherry bastard's down the stairs? Aye, thanks very much. Sorry. You have said a lot of shitty things to me, little brother. But comparing me to your alien breed in-laws is, I think, mm, the worst. They are very alien-y, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> Feels like I'm walking about in an episode of The X-Files with that mob. Especially the mother. Oh, God, don't even get me started on the mother. <gasps> you know, she's actually wearing a fur coat, but she refuses to eat meat because she says she's a vegetarian. She's a bloody lunatic. United in death. <laughs> the only thing worse than grieving itself is spending time with the family in the aftermath. Mm, families work better when they're apart. Miles apart. Countries apart. Continents apart. Uh, years apart. Yeah, I get it. I think we've hammered the point home enough. Subtlety isn't really your thing. Kind of lost traction in that one a wee bit, didn't I? <laughs> a little bit. How are you holding up? I think I'm holding up well, considering. I mean, 
I think I'm taking it like a real man, handling everything like an adult. You're hiding in your attic with a bottle of whiskey. Real men drink whiskey. Mm, real men drink whiskey, they're worth more than a fiver. Hey, I'm a cheap date. <laughs> Since when did you drink whiskey anyway? Since uh, about five minutes ago. How's that working out for you? Not so good, uh, no. I thought it would make me feel like Jeff Bridges or Tommy Lee Jones uh, or Don Draper. It doesn't. Kind of burns a little, huh? My throat is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you get any smokes on you? Sorry, smokes? Yeah, you know, like a cigarette. I know, what? You don't smoke, Jake. Well, maybe I'll start. You can't smoke. I am my own man. I will smoke if I want to. You're asthmatic. Couldn't even just let me have my moment, could you? <laughs> you can have all the moments you want, just man with a cigarette. I had a whole new life planned out. Me, a packet of cigarettes, a thick bushy beard and a leather jacket. Mm, did this new life involve you being the third member of Wham? <laughs> hey, I am grieving. Let me have my outrageous fantasies. You fantasise about being the third member of Wham? Would you just shut up about Wham? Jake, I say this because I love you, but you have problems, smokes. Just promise me one thing. When you decide to, to ride off into the sunset as one of the hairy bikers, just promise me that you'll wake me don't, up. Don't, don't say it. There you go, go. <laughs> oh, it was too good an opportunity to pass up. <laughs> Quick, somebody hide me. My God. What is happening? Uh, oh, you've got to hide me, Jake. Uh, is he at it again? Yeah, all the inappropriate with the touching and that. Uh, Can uh, someone please explain what's happening here? Uh, uh, Lisa's brother-in-law. Uh, the frumpy one? Uh, the one that looks like an orc. Yeah, he's been making advances and it would appear... So many advances. ...that he's taking a little shine to Charlotte here. Yeah, we are not talking shoe polish shine here. We are talking, well, a big shine, a positively glaring one. Really? Yep. <laughs> you can get jealous, Jane. You know I've only got eyes for you. Uh, you know, if you are going to flirt with my sister, could you at least do it while you're not holding on to me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> have you tried telling him that he's barking up the wrong tree? Uh, <laughs> I have. Every which way I could think of. You'd think the haircut would give it away. But have you told him? I have. In no uncertain terms, I have told him, I said, hop out, this is a cock-free zone. <laughs> this is lad-free lass. <laughs> I don't care how big a hole that condom in your wallet's burned. It's the only hole that'll be going through as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Subtle. Uh, he thought I was being cute. Oh, he's an idiot. Greedy walloper, <laughs> Jen. I've even taken to carrying around a copy of Playboy magazine with me. And that didn't work? No. He thought it was a gift. <laughs> uh, he thought it was foreplay. <laughs> I mean, your wardrobe screams lesbian. You'd think he'd take the hint. Oh, you're cruising, Jake. <laughs> Some men see it as a challenge, but he wants a challenge. He should try something the regular folk call hygiene. <laughs> Has he been getting handsy? Oh, so very handsy. He touched my leg, Jake. What part? Eh, uh, the part where it stops being my leg. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh wow. Now I know how Frodo felt. How so? that touching he received from Soren's minions. Horrible. What version of Lord of the Rings have you been watching? The extended edition. Yeah, I've seen those. What, the Japanese one? Oh, oh okay. 
<laughs> the pair of you are ridiculous. He's not that bad. <laughs> right? You're Charlotte, where are you, you wee minx? He's, he's getting closer. He, he, he can smell the fear. Honestly, you're both overreacting. He's not going to do it. Oh, yeah. God! <laughs> Is he gone? I think so. Well, the door's <coughs> definitely shut. Oh. Right, you can relax now, Charlotte. Jake, you are a hoarder, man. Oh, don't even get me started, Charlotte. I am not a hoarder, I am a collector. Of what? A DVD VCR recorder? An abacus? And a pair of... Stabilizers? Oh, he can't ride a bike. <laughs> Shit the bed. How come I never knew this? Oh, childhood trauma. Walking down the street and wham! This little girl on a trike knocked him down. Uh, okay, okay, okay. First of all, it wasn't a little girl on a trike. It was a man. A, a big man with burly arms and he was riding a bicycle. Alright, that's fair enough, but it still doesn't explain the stabilizers though. Uh, sentimental value. Even the DVD VCR? Uh, well, no, that, that's new-ish. You're an idiot. It was an investment. It was a stupid investment. Yeah, that's what Lisa said. Oh, here we go. This is what keeping Jack and Pot. Oh, I'd forgotten they were up here. I can't no sin, by the way. Look at the dust on these. I am stuck up here with a bunch of time-travelling weirdos. What? You don't like vinyl, Jen? Mm, I like CDs. Um, I like iPods. I like the present. Vinyls are romantic. Oh, <laughs> looks are they romantic? They are. Tell us, Charlotte. They are infinitely romantic. Candles are romantic. Flowers are romantic. Chocolates, even. You never see Billy Crystal or Tom Hanks going up with a box of vinyls and saying, Be mine! It's not say it with vinyl. <laughs> okay, uh, first of all, you have a severely outdated frame of reference for romantic comedies. And secondly, that is what's wrong with the world. You absolutely should say it with vinyl. Oh, hold on. My phone's going. Oh, it's for you. It's the 21st century and they'd like you to join them. Uh, <laughs> okay, that was fucking tragic. <laughs> there goes your career in stand-up comedy, Jen. <laughs> what a line. Oh, shut up. You are the ones that are living in the past. Says Miss 80s movie reference there. I used to think you were cool. Oh, you're shattered the illusion now. What's that? Ah, oh, day. Nothing. Just, um... It's just this... This was the first vinyl that I bought Lisa. We, we were just going out. In fact, no. No, actually. It was, it was just before we were going out. <laughs> I knew that she was into Kate Bush and vinyl, so I was really trying to impress her. You know those record fairs that Dad used to take us to? The ones in Sound Hall? Yeah. That's when I, I actually started to think that Dad was, like, really cool and no just... <laughs> Dad. <laughs> well, it went to one of these record fairs and uh, it bought a bunch of vinyls, Kate Bush included, and I remember begging him to let me you know, take one or two to give to Lisa. I ended up bartering with him and I bought a couple. This and a John Waits record. Should have seen her face when I gave it to her. Lit up like it was like a diamond ring. 
you take them down, dust them off. Maybe we could go to those air cookers sometime. Against my better judgment, I'd maybe join you. Like, I don't know. I, it may be. It might be nice. Dad and I used to go, Lisa too. Maybe it'd be nice to keep it going. Maybe. Where's the record player? Ah, uh, it's in back somewhere. Right, come on. Kate Bush, up. On your feet. Well, uh, <laughs> you too, Jane. Move. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, this feels like prom. <laughs> You didn't go to prom. This is why. You don't get three ways at proms. Oh, could, could you just let it be a nice moment, could you? Well, I was born in the gutter and I'd like to stay there. <laughs> I've not heard this song in ages. I have sang it at karaoke at you and Lisa's wedding. Aye. Why don't you come downstairs, Jake? It, it's not right that you're up here alone drinking. What would Jeff Ri What would George Michael say? Ah, funny. Come on back down. Ah, come back down, Jake. Unless you want to dance with me again. I'm, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm fine as it is. Well, I'll be right downstairs if, if you need me, pal. Just, you're surrounded by love, Jake. I'm here for you. Everyone is. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, uh, I have some urgent business to attend to downstairs. I mean, can't hide forever. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Murder, here I come. <laughs> Should you do something with this place, Bruce, up a bit? I can't spend another minute down there with her family. I hate them. I, I physically hate. You know, <coughs> you know, I told them that Lisa didn't want a burial. I told them that she wanted to be cremated. And you know what her sister said? The orc? No, 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 the other one, the screwed up face with the tattooed frown. Are you sure they're actually related to Lisa? She fell pretty far from that tree, yeah. Jake, she fell pretty far from the field that the tree was in. What did the girl with the frown tattoo say? She said, uh, and I quote, No, 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 no. She will not be cremated. We don't do cremation. We do not take the cheap option in life, and we most certainly won't take the cheap option in death either. She's getting a burial, and that's that. Now, what do we all think about a marble coffin? Can you believe it? Who the hell's going to be able to lift a marble coffin? Jenny. What do you want me to say, Jake? That's the way they're wired. Um, their world's made of plastic. They buy everything and spend nothing. They're not like you or me. Thank God Lisa wasn't like them either. They make me want to bash my head in against the wall and then come back and do the same to them. Why are you drinking? Well, I have just realised I am going to have to spend a lot of time with Close Encounters of the Third Kind down there, and I do not like my chances. 
you know, you can't stay up here forever. The hell I can't. Well, you need to get it together. For all their big talk, they don't know Lisa like you did. You know what she wanted, and there's a lot of stuff to be done, you know. The funeral, the will, the house, well, it's a pretty big list. When did death become all about the paperwork? What do you think they'll wear to the funeral? The Von Trapps? My money's on the mother wearing beige. Beige is the uniform of the over-70s. Jake? She was my full stop, Jenny. She was it. My full stop. My line in the sand. The final chapter. She was it. As soon as we met, that was it. All I wanted and needed was her. That was it. Now she's gone. And it, it feels like someone's shoveling the air out of my lungs. Jen, when, I, when I wake up and I remember what happened, and I remember she's gone. It feels like someone's hollowed me out from the inside. And it feels like I'm trying to die. I know. Tell me this is going to pass. This, this feeling. I'm not going to lie to you, Jake. It won't. Not altogether. Time doesn't heal pain, it, it only numbs it. But you've got to take that and run with it. Because if you don't, and if you let the pain cripple you, each day it's going to feel like she's dying all over again. Each day's just got to be another death. You have that whole speech prepared? Every last word. <laughs> You know, Lisa would find all this pretty funny, you know. What part? Us sitting up here while our families trample about downstairs. We were talking about this once, you know, one of us dying. Cheery. Aye. And she said that if she went first, she'd have the last laugh. Why? Because I would be stuck dealing with her family for two weeks while she was getting an everlasting beauty sleep. <laughs> that does sound like something she'd say. If you could see it right now, how right she was, she'd be laughing till she died all over again. I'm sure she would. <coughs> Why do you keep drinking it? I don't know. Give me the bottle. Now, <sighs> come on. Let's get out of here. <sighs> deal with what we've got to deal with. When it's all over, we can come back up here and drink a proper drink. Like Caribbean Twist. No, Jake. Not like Caribbean Twist, that is for 15 year old girls. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. That's what I'm here for.
And that was it. That's all she wrote. Um, this is the final episode of Toasted Fiction Theatre. Uh, it was called Full Stop, written by myself and performed by Colin Little, Kirsty Strain, Hazel Ann Crawford and Charlie Graham. Thank you for listening to this uh, first series of Toasted Fiction Theatre. There's no immediate plans to do any any more episodes. However, we would like to revisit the series uh, further down the line and hope hopefully we'll do, do some more because it's been a fantastic project to work on. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to everybody who made uh, this project possible from the writers, the fantastic scripts that we had coming through. I just want to thank Annie Lowry-Thomas, Amy Claire Shearer, Jack Craig, Heloise Tual, Glenna Scacci, I'm just skipping over my own name here. Alice Kenson, Mary Trend, Cal McMillan, Hayley Bristol, Eve Nicholl, Julie Sang, and I suppose myself. Um, also, the, the phenomenal cast that we had in the uh, form of Neil John Gibson, Colleen Garrett, Charlie Graham, Karen Barkey, Colin Little, Megan Hare, Hazeline Crawford, Kirsty Strain, and Cameron McGarver. It was a great honour to work with all of you over the past uh, year and hopefully we'll work again uh, soon. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, for all things Toast Fiction, head to www.toastfiction.com. Toast Fiction is still a thing. We're still producing content. Um, we're working on a lot of other projects just now, which are quite exciting. So hopefully they'll be they'll be uh, they'll bear some fruit, and we can we can announce them at some point. Uh, there's the the book still exists. Uh, you can get that your, your copy of the book on www.toastfiction/shop. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you to the writers. Thank you, thank you to the cast. Thank you to all the staff at the Beacon Arts Centre who um, helped this series. Uh, Become a reality, in particular, Kieran Lowry, Chris Gowler, and Ian Swinsco, and Kieran Fitzpatrick for actually recording the episodes and uh, doing such a bang up job of uh, recording the sound for the the series. And of course, thank you to Inverclyde Place Partnership for making this possible. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.